Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Needham, Amazon seller for, uh, I'm actually about to hit nine years as January 1st comes around. Wow. Um, I've been around in the game a lot, but um, I respect when there's others that have been around. I've got a guest with me, uh, Laurent Hirschkorn. You probably have heard of him. He's, uh, you know, really just very involved, talks a lot, has his own podcast. And uh, Laurent, welcome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. I, I, I also follow follow you a lot on social media. And, uh, <laughs> All right. Always check what you're up to. All right. Well, um, let's see. Uh, what's the name of your podcast again? Uh, E-commerce Mindset. Yeah. So I actually, uh, about two years ago, I, I remember I first came across the podcast because like when I when I started doing mine, like I said, I had to like I had to learn a lot too about what other people were talking about. I remember going on a run in Puerto Rico and I got lost, but I kept listening to the podcast and I it turned into a very long uh run. But um super knowledgeable and like I bet you, like, I mean, I know that me and Laurent could probably talk about just about anything. There, there's so many subjects to cover and you know, some of them are really are the, the flavor of the month of like what's new, what's coming around. And um, actually, Laurent, you, you broke the news to me uh, that the update from the Amazon uh, moderator that clarified about some of like these like rebates. And he said one thing that I'm actually still trying to understand, but like uh, just to give the use, uh, audience that haven't heard this, like a, the gist. It's he clarifies it saying that like uh, using rebates to uh, incentivize purchases, using rebates off Amazon to like kind of manipulate behavior on Amazon, like that's against terms of service. And so most of us kind of understand that like you know these rebate services um, they they are a little bit more black than uh, the creators will have you want to think. So, um, but he did say something else about like a two-step URL. What, yeah. what, what, what is that? And like, um, yep. is, is there different ways to do that? Yeah. So i kind of give a little bit of background. Um, about uh, three, four weeks ago, Amazon um, removed rebate key uh, rebate keys API access, which was kind of like a, a big, a big move because Amazon had approved rebate key on the app store. And in some ways by approving them on the app store, they're saying yeah. rebates are totally allowed. Now, why do people do rebates used to be back in the day when uh, I got started selling on Amazon, you'd be able to manipulate or improve your organic ranking by giving people a 99% off coupon code single use coupon codes to your listing people would go use the code buy the product um at that time they could also give a review um and say that it's an honest review even though they're they received the product for free amazon allowed it and that would that would help increase your rank at some point around 2018 amazon made a change in their algorithm and you no longer saw the ranking improvement when you did these big coupon codes and what only worked was somebody buying at full price. It was also a very smart, advantageous move from Amazon's part to change algorithm because when somebody has a 99% off coupon code, the seller is paying a, a, a commission, a 15% referral fee on like a dollar instead of on the full price. Yeah. So smart Amazon changes the algorithm to say, hey, 99, these the deep discount coupons don't impact the algorithm 
the same way anymore. So what did sellers do? Because sellers are always thinking one step ahead. Well, what can I do now? Well, okay, no problem. I won't give a 99% off coupon code on Amazon. I'll have them buy at full price. And then I'll rebate them on PayPal or Venmo or with a gift card. And it's still causing the same effect. But now I'm getting the full price purchase on Amazon. Yeah. Also, if that person writes a review, it will be seen as a fully verified purchase because they bought it full price and boom, I'm good. And so it was the 2018 was kind of the, the launch of using rebates as a way to rank. Now, one of the things you did with these rebates is you really want to push certain keywords. And so number of ways that you could do that, one, by telling the person, um, not giving them any link, but saying like, go search the keyword, you know, barbecue gloves and find my product. It's somewhere around page three or four. There's an image of it. Find the product, click on it, check out. And that will influence the keyword barbecue gloves, since that's how you search for the product to move up in the rankings. And when I have a lot of people doing that every day for 10, 15 days, I'm manipulating, I'm getting more sales and conversions than my competition. Amazon sees people like this product better, obviously, and yeah. improves the ranking. And sometimes uh, they call it like, they'll call it like search, find, buy, right? Search, find, buy, yes. Exactly what is kind of the name of the method. Now, what happens if you have a keyword and it's on page seven, right? Very difficult, or it's not even found, right? Very difficult to get a person to like search around and find it. And you start to have friction and you start to lose people because they can't find it. And like, you know what? This $10 product, I don't need it. It's too much of a headache to go and like get this product for free to like find, spend 20 minutes finding it somewhere. <laughs> so, so people got smart and developed what's called super URLs. Super URL, a super URL gives somebody a link and in the link you'll see, like for example, if you search for barbecue gloves, find a product and click on it and then get into the detail page, you'll see that the URL um, on your, on your browser will say something like, you know, amazon.com and it'll say like barbecue plus gloves, you know, and then I'll have the ASIN, I'll go to that page. So people started giving that direct URL to, to the person. And that worked for a little while. And then eventually that stopped working well, the super URL direct to the listing with the, what's called a super URL to with the keyword embedded stopped working well, but sellers again, being a step ahead of the game. Uh, and Casey Goss is really from viral launch really, uh, I, heard, I saw, actually saw him yesterday at a conference. He was the one who sort of invented the two-step URL. So what is the two-step URL? The two-step URL was um, um, still putting a keyword in the URL but and an ASIN, but sending someone to what would be not directly to the listing, to a search results page on Amazon. What was unique about that search results page is in the search bar, would you would it would already say like barbecue glove would get you to a page and only your product showed up. No other product showed up. So yeah. you could send someone. So now the person was going to like a search results page, clicking in on the listing, one step, second step, getting into the listing, right? So two-step URL, search results page, they click, then they get into the listing. And that was, and still does work very well for ranking. And the thought is like, it looks like they actually searched the keyword, found the yeah. product, manipulated so, search so find. It's the same thing as doing search find buy in the sense, and that worked and still does work well for uh, ranking purposes. Yeah. So to differentiate, there's a super URL, which is just the keywords. And, the and two, going direct to the listing. And going direct to the listing. And then the two-step URL goes to the search result, but it just shows that one ASIN and then, it, then there's that extra click. Uh, yes. Okay. I exactly. And so in Amazon's 
eyes of the algorithm, it's as if you searched, found the product, clicked and bought, but it was an easier way to give people uh, a URL without having them search and find your product on page 10, because it still leads to a search results page. So in the algorithmic eyes, it's the same as kind of like a search find by you search for a keyword, found the product, clicked and bought. And so, yes, you're, you're manipulating the, you're manipulating the, the, you know, the, the keyword ranking by having yeah. a lot of people do that over a period of time. Essentially, when you have more conversions than your competition, better conversion rates, et cetera, yeah. you, you, you rank. Um, and this has been kind of one of the ways Amazon has never, um, Amazon has always been very vague about, um, their terms of service policy. They say you cannot manipulate search rank, but they've also said like, you, you know, some of the manipulation would be like buying your own products. It's what the, the Chinese call brushing. And what the Chinese sellers have done for a long time is actually buy their own products and or ship products to like you, you have these articles to like fake addresses, right? Yeah. Or like like people getting products because that's called brushing. They're just they're buying their own products, just shipping it somewhere, even and doing merchant fulfilled, sending an empty box just again to generate the sales. And that was considered like like yes, you're manipulating things. But rebates has been something like brands have done before Amazon existed, right? They've they've gone, they've given incentives and stuff for people to buy, except with Amazon, you're not really, you're only really doing it for the purpose of manipulating rank. And it was kind of like a gray area Amazon never said anything about. Fast forward to, uh, and then approve rebaking on the app store. So even more validating that like, yeah. this this is okay. Then a couple of weeks ago, removing rebate key and then putting out this thing, not in the terms of service, but putting out a, a forum post by a moderator who works at Amazon, who probably, 99.999% had to get this language approved. by Yeah, Amazon. it was very, uh, it wasn't just like a, a, a rant. Like it was, yeah, the, it was, thought out. was very clear. Yeah. It was the most clear I've ever seen Amazon. But again, Amazon is purposely vague in their terms of service for whatever reason, big companies want to give themselves room to, um, I guess, shift things and their, their term of service is not specific. And in this post, it was, it mentioned rebates, it mentioned two steps URL, mentioned search find by, it even mentioned treasure hunt, which is specific to how rebate key does search find by, they gamify it sort of and call it a treasure hunt to allow the customer to hunt for the product, right? In this gamified way and manipulate and, and uh, do the same thing as what's called search find by. So now, you know, it's still, even though, so this was put out on a form, it's not in terms of service. You can still make the argument that it's not in terms of service. It's just a forum post. Yep. I've but, already I've already heard that argument. Yes. This, this is an interpretation. Yes. Now, I would say that what I would like to see is I would like to see actually Amazon enforcing this. The problem is it's not so easy to enforce, right? Yeah, yeah. They, need, they need to understand the buying behavior of the person. I mean, because it's a, a, you know, somebody searching, finding and buying a product is how people naturally do stuff on Amazon, right? So it's not so easy to enforce, and I believe sellers will continue to to use it until it gets enforced. And and that's kind of it's kind of why sellers do violate terms of service, even knowingly violate when it is clear. Because if Amazon's not enforcing it, then they're just making the Chinese sellers stronger. They're making the U.S. sellers who are worried about suspensions and stuff, and Chinese sellers who have hundred accounts and 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 you know are are very much doing black hat activities. Uh, giving an advantage. So I, I would like to see Amazon actually enforce this if they're saying, you know, this yeah. is the problem. Uh, we're seeing that a little bit more. I've seen some uh, uh, performance notifications that people have received where they're being, they're being more specific here. 
Um, but uh, let's see. So um, I've actually never done rebates. Been very close a few times because, like, you know, the people that, are, that that do them, they're very confident in you know uh, this is you know this is totally fine. Like nothing's going to happen. Um, but I just you know feel like that there should be you know. A, more straightforward way of doing business on Amazon. And look, you know, I think, I think your size of your business should also, you know, guide the level of risk that you want to take. So as an yeah. example, yesterday I was at a conference, Casey Goss from Thrashio, who, who started Violaunch, uh, who now works, leads the SEO team in Thrashio spoke. And he said, look, at Thrashio, we haven't done rebates in the last year because the, the last thing we need is a New York Times article. We're a target is a New York Times article saying, you know, big thrashio manipulating, you know, manipulating ranking on Amazon by these kind of like, you know, black hat, gray hat strategies or whatever. We don't need, we can't afford to have, and people will report us because we are the big dog and et cetera. And like Amazon will use us as an example. And that's kind of like, right, the stuff that happens. And so we can take it. And he said, look, if I was a seller, I would be doing it until it got enforced. But that's my level of risk as a seller, as Thrashio, not something I would do. Same thing now with, with my company. We've helped people enable and use some software tools, et cetera, to do rebates, but we're no longer doing it because as a company, if my client gets suspended now, and it's very clear now in this post that it, you shouldn't be doing it. I'm going to be the one to get sued. And I spoke to our lawyer and my lawyer said to me, look, it's even possible there's some FTC things going on here because the FTC took action against companies in the beginning of October about testimonials not really being uh, disclosed and right after Amazon took down rebate key. And maybe Amazon even thinks it's an FTC issue. And like, even if your customer doesn't sue you for getting suspended, you, the money, everything is flowing through you for these rebates. You know, you could be a risk in the FTC. So as a company also, I don't want, I yeah. don't want to. Uh, uh, okay. Now what about uh two-step URL specifically? Like say you're doing, um, we were talking about this earlier. We'll go into it a little bit more, but um, say you're bringing Google traffic to Amazon and that link you're bringing to Amazon, let's just say it has the, uh, the search terms in that URL. Yeah. So um, I think that my, delineation would be if it's a super URL, um, I think it's okay. And the reason is because the keyword you are targeting with Google ads and the person clicking it, um, I think it's okay. I think it naturally would have the keyword in the URL because if I'm targeting barbecue love as a keyword and somebody's clicking on that to go to the listing, then um, then I think it's natural that barbecue glove would be in the URL and that's fine. I mean, I mean that, that is what the customer searched, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. So, so I don't see that as, as yep. manipulation and the two-step URL, then yes, I would, I, I, I would say yes, could be considered uh, a manipulation. Um, we've seen very good ranking benefits without doing two-step URLs from Google. So I don't think you really need to, I think Google at Google traffic right now has has been lifted from you know x percent of power in the amazon algorithm to x plus a thousand uh over the last year um for a number of reasons um you know i heard stephen pope just talk about that at the miami conference yep um and and the reason is because amazon is the biggest advertiser on google now 
Amazon, by the way, they're not just doing it to like help their sellers or whatever. Amazon is also playing the 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 CPC cost per click arbitrage game, which is they pay fifty cents for iPhone case uh, keyword on Google. They send the traffic to a page on Amazon that has six ads on top, a sponsored brand ad, and X percent of those of people are clicking the sponsored and not going to the organic. Uh-huh. And then Amazon is charging a dollar ninety five, right? So Amazon actually makes money by bringing this Google traffic to Amazon because they're now cost per click is higher on Amazon than it is on Google and they're making that money. But at the same time, if I'm Amazon, I'm like, Hey, how do we find a way to subsidize some of our Google costs and put it on the sellers? Let's incentivize them. Let's make it very powerful in the algorithm. Um, and let's give them a, a bonus, which they put in place this brand referral bonus. Yeah, the brand um, referral bonus, uh, for those that don't know, that's where um, 10% of the sale, they will essentially reimburse to you. And I was looking into it just this week, and it looks like it takes them a while to reimburse. Like It makes sense. So they say 60 days. And the reason is if somebody returns the product, yeah. um, they don't want to give you, you're, you, you, you're, you're getting that commission back, right? When, uh-huh. when you return the product and then you're making money on the return and that doesn't make That's, sense. But 10% really is a lot. Well, like, if you think about it from Amazon's perspective, um, could be I'm a brand, I was sending that traffic to Shopify, now I might send it to Amazon. And from Amazon's point of view, you know, let's say um, I'm, let's say I'm selling a, a supplement, right? I'm going to get this customer and on the first sale, I'm going to give you that 10% back. So you end up paying 5%, but every repeat sale that customer now makes, is the full 15% commission, right? Um, and again, they are subsidizing some of their costs and they're bringing people, I mean, every single one of these platforms, right? What are they trying to do? Amazon, Facebook, Google, uh, you know, Apple, like uh, all these platforms, what do they want? Like the more time people spend on the platform, the more valuable they are as a customer. Right. Somebody who's not currently sitting browsing on Amazon, bringing them onto the site is super valuable to, to Amazon, a lot more valuable than somebody already browsing in within Amazon. So it makes sense that if I'm an engineer thinking about, you know, how can I incentivize our sellers who are essentially sort of our clients to take the behavior that we want them to, well, we want them to bring people from outside of Amazon onto the platform. And so we're gonna, we're gonna make that more powerful in the search algorithm and we're gonna give them this bonus back. So just this week, I um, I actually launched my first Google campaigns for Amazon. Like, I think it's kind of crazy that it took me this long. That is partly because like Google ads is just more complex than Amazon. If you're on Amazon, you're advertising your product, boom, straightforward. You know, uh, it's very easy to get to your like ACOS. Um, you understand the ins and the outs. Whereas like Google, if you go into the ads there set up like, They'll be like, what do you want to do? And they give you six options. And you're like, I don't know. I just want to like sell stuff. And yep. um, that was definitely. And, and then like when it comes to like keyword strategy, there's like more decision processes yeah. in the Google. Yeah, and, and if you think about it, like sub, if you think about it, somebody searching on Amazon is only searching for one specific reason. They are looking to buy something. Yeah. And somebody searching on Google, if you're if your keyword targeting is not exactly correct, 
is searching for either buying something or information. Yeah. And so if I'm targeting um, a long tail keyword, if I'm targeting keyword and it's like a broad match or a phrase match and somebody's searching for, um, you know, barbecue, the, the term barbecue, well, are they looking to buy a barbecue or is it a long tail that's being triggered by a broad match that it's how to barbecue better on Saturday? And yeah. if I'm targeting that barbecue is like my, my keyword and I'm trying to sell a grill, well, that's, you know, how do I put together my grill? How do I install something or how do I fix it? Right. All these like informational type of searches, you need to be more targeted in your advertising to make sure you are more focused or at least yep. uh, more likely to focus on the people that are actually looking to buy something versus a DIYer or information, or they're looking to, you know, read up on the subject, right? So it's totally different. And the reality is you're going to get the best conversion rate when somebody's already within Amazon in, in buying mode as yeah. opposed to on Google, because on yeah. Google, maybe that person searching on Google, you know, there are people that hate Amazon that will never buy on Amazon, right? That say like, I don't want to, I'm not, I'm never going to support Amazon. Um, I hate it. I, I, don't even, so, I mean, at this point, like people don't like Jeff Bezos, you know, <laughs> and so yeah. like there's bias there, they're built in. Yeah. Or maybe they're a Walmart plus customer and not an Amazon prime shopper and yeah. they, you know, but they start their stuff on, on, so, on, well, on Google. You're kind of giving a case as to why Google is not as only more complex, but uh, even like the ACOS may perform a little bit worse. Correct. I mean, Amazon's going to, yeah. So in the sense, like Amazon's going to be your biggest buying behavior. Now, what are some of the advantages of Google? Um, Google has a lower cost per click than Amazon because the more targeted you want to be, the more, the higher the conversion rates may be, the more expensive probably that traffic is. So if I'm going to advertise, where am I going to get a better conversion rate for barbecue glove on, on Amazon, sending you directly to my detail page or on Google? Um, you're not on the platform. Maybe you're not a prime customer. Maybe you hate Amazon. Maybe maybe you did some kind of search that's not even related to what to buying the product. Like you're just going to get a better conversion rate. And in a sense, like I'm bringing you into Amazon, and now around my product are a hundred other products that are you can browse around from, and you might check out on Amazon, but it might not be with my product. So you know it's a big benefit to Amazon too. But again, to the seller, the low hanging fruit is Amazon advertising first. However. Cost per click is an increase on Amazon. You can get cheaper clicks on Google. And I probably wouldn't really do Google ads if Amazon didn't have, if it wasn't the, the great ranking opportunity to uh, improve your organic ranking and looking at it from a tacos total ACoS perspective. How much is my total spend, Amazon plus Google, and how much are my total sales? And what percentage am I spending on advertising towards total yep. sales? I want to see a, an organic lift as yeah. well. So there's a few things that actually allow this to be possible. Um, one is this attribution API that's fairly newish. Not a lot of service providers have really nailed it. Yes. And, and what that is, is like um, they're essentially giving your traffic from Google showing like how it's performing, if there's a conversion, because without it, you'd be blind. You'd be spending, you know, uh, Correct. hundreds Correct. of dollars. Maybe you're getting some sales. Maybe you're not. And like, you know, I know me and you, we'd rather know. We'd rather like. Well, here, here's the thing. Like a few, you know, I was at Amazon, I don't know, it's like 2018 or so. And and I had a conversation with them. And I said, when are you going to allow like a pixel? 
because, you know, nobody's going to really want to run meaningful dollars of outside traffic into Amazon if I can't, you know, let's say retarget that person, if I don't know if I'm getting a sale or not. And they said, we are working on something at the time. Um, and I thought maybe it would be the ability to add some kind of like, you know, p- pixel or, or something, but they end, ended up being attribution. But sure, like you might say, hey, I know I know outside traffic like can help. So like I'll put $10 or $20 a day on it, but you're not going to want to scale that $20 to $500 a day if you don't know what your results are, right? Like, yep. you know, you can't, if you can't measure your results, you can put some money, but you can't scale it. And yes, now with the attribution, you can actually get keyword level data through the API. So you actually know the specific keywords that you're targeting, um, what they're, you know, what, if they're converting, if they're not converting. Um, and if you're tracking your keywords, then you can actually see the, the lift as well in your, in your ranking. And, and now you can scale, yeah. uh, the spend, um, you know, yeah. So, um, I'm actually, do, we, we were talking about this just before the, the podcast, doing some tests with a tool that I think more people are going to hear about uh, coming out. I'm going to bring the CEO on. Of, uh, it's AMPD, AMPD.io. They make this process pretty easy. I honestly set up five campaigns in less than 30 minutes. And I'm yeah. like, I'm pretty excited. Uh, you're already seeing good results. Yes. And you know, I, I've also used it and set up campaigns. And I would say that I can put myself in the category of Amazon expert at Amazon advertising, but not at all with Google. Like it's right. not something that I've, you know, um, sure I can go in and pick oh. keywords and stuff, but like I am not a Google ads expert by any means. Like if I wanted to really do Google ads for, you know, for let's say a Shopify business, I would hire somebody who knew more than me to do it. Yep. I would do it myself. And so the tool makes it kind of uh, gives I, I, anyone the ability to um, to do it. I, I think there are best practices um, around how you set it up. Like similar to Amazon, you might want to separate branded versus unbranded keywords. You don't want to put too yeah. many keywords in one campaign. There will be strategies to maximize the effect of it, but anybody can use it and, and set yeah. it up and, um, and start. You know, into my third day, I've already noticed like, you know, you should optimize it still. You're like, okay, yes. this this search term is like too generic. It's not right. going to perform very well. Um, well, uh, let's actually... And the, nice thing, the nice thing about it is that it allows you to track a few keywords and you can actually see the tracking of the keywords on, on the platform. So, um, and I, I do think there there's some companies, you know, Perpetua does this, um, Quartile does this, um, but I happen to think uh, the Amped tool, to, as we sit here today, is the best on the market for, for Google traffic. Yep. Um, well, we'll cover that more in the in, in actually probably next episode or two. I'm, yep. I'm already talking to the CEO, but like I think this we just did a really good job of talking about why and where this like comes from and like where things are going, um, specifically with advertising off Amazon and the whole like the whole like how do you lift rank in a uh, compliant way, you know, where like you're not risking your client's business, you're not risking your business. I have one business that's just like too big, could, cannot risk. You know, we, we, we've hit that threshold. If if we were shut down for a week, I'd have problems. <laughs> the, the, the the finance is like, it's, it's a tight ship, you know? Yeah. So, um, now, um, 
tell me more about like what you're thinking about like moving into 2022, uh, how you know sellers continue to grow, how you beat Chinese sellers. Interesting to note that for a little while this year, uh, marketplace polls showed that Chinese sellers are actually losing market share. Yep, and there's a reason for it because this year was a master's course for sellers on supply chain. <laughs> uh, if you never had to master supply chain, you did this year. And I think U.S. sellers were a little bit better set up with, you know, third-party warehousing and not just shipping directly from China to FBA already. Uh-huh. And the limitations on inventory and, you know, all these things caused, I think, some more challenges to the Chinese seller than the U.S.-based seller who had more of a, a setup in the U.S. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's why. But um, I think and when it comes to how to eat, go, go ahead. It, and and I think a lot of U.S. sellers, like we still do source with, you know, there's still some manufacturing here that's domestic, specifically yep. like grocery categories. So, you know. Supplements, grocery. Yeah. You know, beauty. Um, definitely. Um, and, um, you know, in terms of talking about, well, you know, how do you beat the Chinese sellers? I, I think the answer will always come down to marketing and branding because um, Chinese sellers will outprice you. They'll take lower margin. They will launch more products at a, at a faster clip. I mean, I was looking for a, um, we were having a um, virtual company uh, Halloween party. And I wanted to, I really wanted to be a uh, uh, front man from Squid Games, okay, yeah. uh, for my costume. And guess what? The only available products were seller shipping directly from China because they're able to immediately put that listing up, ship directly from China. And those are the only sellers that were available. That those are the only products that were available. You couldn't, it wasn't in the, it didn't arrive. It was also the number one search term for a while. Like Yes, Squid you know, Games costume. They were able to, and I was thinking like, I, I went to the search rank on some of those listings and they went from like nowhere to like, you know, they were yeah. selling they're selling yeah. hundreds and at not cheap prices, right? Because it's an you know, it's a it's more demand than than supply, right? And so that's an advantage. If you're in China, you're okay, factories right here. We don't even, you know, we're we can ship direct. We don't need to wait to get into the US. Halloween's coming, you know, we we can we can go, right? So you have the the, the Chinese sales are always gonna have some advantages especially if you are a factory in china your your pricing is no way like you can i can price better than you i'm i'm the middleman um so there's always going to be advantages but where you can where you can out uh outshine them is on the marketing and branding i mean you look at the chinese brand names on amazon and it's like a whole bunch of like letters because i think bots are creating multiple brand accounts and like all, all these things so like there isn't this attention to brand. There isn't this attention to building a following and a social media presence and working with influencers. And, and you'll see that on the biggest, you'll see that on Anchor and like some of the biggest brands, but you don't see that on, you know, sort of the, 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 the you know, sort of the average, you know, private label Chinese product. And so Amazon wants you to be, Amazon wants you to have followers now on Amazon, right? They want you to have posts. They want you to develop content. They are, they are, giving you bonuses for sending outside traffic all the signals are build a brand a real brand not one that's just sitting on amazon and so the signal is focus next year on outside traffic from google focus next year on building you know working with influencers yeah. focus here on building out your storefront i've seen storefronts that are refreshing their content 
for every holiday, I've seen storefronts that are putting content. They have, you know, they sell kitchen products and they have a page with recipes, right? Like they're providing more, uh, more value. They're putting out posts every single day. Those posts, if you have them, by the way, now are showing up on detail pages. Influencer posts on Amazon are showing up on detail pages. When people follow you, you'll be able to send them new product launches. Those people will mm-hmm. see deals related to your products on their on their Amazon app homepage. Like things are moving more, you know, towards the the social and brands. Um, I think Amazon will start to give you more data on the lifetime value of your customer. Like if I'm Amazon and the cost per click is going up and I say, how do I extract more money from Scott Needham on his <laughs> advertising campaigns? I'm like, well, if I show Scott that he got this customer and that customer then spent another $500 that year with him uh, on his supplement line, then Scott will understand that he should spend like way more to acquire that customer, right? So, you know, the use of Amazon advertising will increase as Amazon shows you more data, which we've seen with this like opportunity explorer and starting to show search volume and more things than Amazon has ever shown before and more interaction direct with the customer through the followers and sending traffic to your yeah. storefront post. That's a lot, of time, a lot of time when I see Amazon give us more data, I'm like, it's about time. <laughs> and yeah. I, it, it, if you do things that are good for the seller, it's 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 only going to be good for you know the marketplace. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And also, I think Amazon for the first time, I think recognizing recognizes that Walmart's you know up and coming, that a lot of sellers are are going on Shopify. And they really need to, you know, get better at, you know, their, you know, how they, how they suspend accounts and their, their communication with yeah. sellers, how they treat sellers and negative, negative media in how they treat their employees, how they treat sellers, like all that, that they need to get better. And I think they've made, I think they've made strides there in terms of, yeah. in terms of some of those areas. Um, so I think you need to be thinking about like, I'm a brand and I need to have, you know, I need to market like a brand does not just use tactics on, on yeah. Amazon because those are short-lived and the next wave will be, you know, you'll see, you'll see most sellers in 2022 have an outside traffic strategy. And if you don't, it'll be like what happened with video ads. If you're one of the first person that jumped on video ads, when it came out, we were getting sub 10 cent clicks. Yep. And now it's not the case anymore because there's more, there was more inventory available uh, of, of ad space than demand. And Google ads are working amazingly well right now. That may not last, nothing lasts forever in terms of marketing. And so you need, yeah, you, need, you, need to, you need to have a fire underneath you of, of like, you know, I still talk to people like, yeah, we should have done video ads. We, ne- we never got around to it. Like, no, you need to have this like fire. Like I need to do this now. And like, if I'm planning my 2022, I have to have budgets and a, a strategy for external traffic and no, Amazon. Just hearing you talk, I, think, I feel like there's like two uh, lines of thinking. Um, I know we're totally aligned with like, you know, being an early adopter to something you just kind of need to know, you know, is the ROI really good? Is this cost per click? Like just insane. Um, I've, I still to this day think that uh, sponsored brand videos, like it's just a really good placement. They give like uh, a very, like, you know, a whole row, um, both mobile and desktop, but um, so yeah, I always need to be like chasing that, but also you just need like, you know, uh, quality, you know, like good messaging, uh, understand your audience and like match that to, with your product. And, um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, the, you want to, I mean, before you do external ads, uh, 
make sure your listing is amazing, right? Yeah. Make sure you have, make sure you're like telling a story with your images that you're using text on images because customers, you know, customers don't read everything. Make sure you, your A plus content is refreshed from three years ago when you had these poor templates with small images and you're moving to big infographics type, make sure your storefront's really good. Like, like, bef- you know, before you jump to the the sexy things, like fix the basics, yeah. uh, you know, within, because w- w- at the end of the day, what drives organic ranking is conversion rate. And, yep. you know, you need to have a- That's how you're going to stay there. Because you can, you can, you can, uh, you can manipulate as much it, as you want, but you're not going to stay there unless like you've got a competitive conversion. Yeah. And, you know, in the past, I would say if you have like a sub 10%, unless you have very high priced products, but sub 10% conversion rate, it's, it's bad. I think now maybe it's even 15% because as cost per click rises, your conversion rate needs to, to improve. Uh, otherwise your a cost is just moving moving up and so if your conversion rates are like sub 15 percent and your products are not you know two three hundred dollar products plus then you have a problem too um you know um you have you have you have a problem because your competition is converting better than you and you'll never yeah. you'll never rank with whatever manipulation you do you'll always fall back fall back down i i love that i mean like there's uh you know you you do have to get the basics right and hopefully if you're listening to this podcast you you already kind of have an idea of what that looks like because you know we're actually focusing on more of the newer and the shiny stuff which you also kind of need to be aware of um well Laurent, uh thank you so much for coming on um a lot of you know expertise i know we could probably ramble on for another hour yeah. <laughs> um yeah. there's uh but um you've had a pretty successful actually a very successful advertising agency um all focused on amazon you know you self-describe yourself i'm not a google expert but i kind of have an amazon uh, advertising is is that the main service offering you guys have um, so it's, it's expanded a lot this year. Um, so we're doing full brand management. Um, we're, we're also doing creative work, okay. uh, SEO, uh, photography, videos, the storefronts. We're also doing, um, uh, ads and DSP. Um, we are now, how, how big, how big's your team? Uh, 90 plus, um, on the team. Cool. Okay. Uh, and, um, we, we are now starting, we've started Google traffic and, and influencer, um, traffic as well. And so, you know, I, I've been pushing my team since the beginning of this year. I'm like, we need to do Google. We need to do Google. We need to do influencer. We need to do it. So, and like, I'm the one that, uh, has the ideas I want to press on the gas. And then I have people in operations like, okay, but we need to put systems in place to like execute well, well on this. So yeah. we're, we're finally kind of getting there where we've put the systems in place and because this is where the puck is moving and I want to be where the puck is moving to also yeah. in the, in the offerings, right. And not stay stale, yeah. um, you know, and how, and how we, we help people and what I want to do. So, um, it's definitely going to be a, a growth area for us yeah. for, uh, how we help brands, um, next year. Um, and, you know, I, I love coming on your podcast, I would say, because, um, you know, there's people that ask me to come on the podcast. I had somebody ask me like two, three weeks ago, and then they're like, Hey, can you submit like 10 questions to ask you like before you, <laughs> before you come on the podcast? And I said like, no, like I could talk about anything about Amazon, but like, no, like I feel like, um, why, why should I do the work for you? And like, right. I want to talk to somebody who knows the space and can just right. talk. Yep. To them. No. And, uh, no. when I, when I talk to you, that's, that's what it feels like. So uh, I appreciate the conversation and what you're doing with, you. with your tools, also smart scout and 
um, what, what you're doing well, out there as well. Just you wait. Next week, we're actually launching an advertising-focused tool, not like a bit optimizer, but like... Uh, Analytics? Uh, yeah. Well, what we're showing is you search a brand... And I mean, by the time this airs, like it'll already be out there a little bit, but like you search a brand and we tell you where they're winning. We show you which search they're they're winning on uh, brand wise, wide or product wide. Um, So that's what we've been working on and we'll show it off next week. But um, yeah. Um, So anyone that wants to like learn more about Laurent, um, uh, his LinkedIn is very, you know, uh, meaty, lots of good subjects. He's breaking news to me. So um, I say he's worth a follow. Um, So thanks for coming on, everyone. Uh, That's it for today's episode. Uh, Catch us up on the next one. Make sure you subscribe and uh, tell your Amazon seller friends. All right. Take care. One, two, three. (laughs) 